0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada.
1: Man, that intro was such a lie. (laughs) There is no John Helmkamp on the show today. This is the Red Shirts. Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Unfortunately, John is feeling under the weather. He is not with us uh, on this Friday evening. This will drop in your podcast app on Monday and, of course, on YouTube. And and by the way, man, Okada killing it with the production of the show on YouTube. Check it out. We have a brand new logo. It looks fan freaking-tastic. The overlay is, is awesome. We have the draft board up and we are doing a Dynasty startup mock draft. Okada and myself, the two amigos, back together without John uh bringing us down with his running back talks and his jonathan taylor <laughs> oh, this jonathan taylor that oh so my gosh um uh, well hey maybe we'll maybe we'll pick him in the draft here we'll see okada what's going on man how are you tonight uh i like that as an homage to john
0: depending on where he falls <laughs> um good doing pretty good it is hot for both of us so that's a thing and oh yes <laughs> pod, uh, peek behind the curtain of podcast life first world problem difficulties When it's hot, we we run fans. Neither of us have AC because we live in janky places, either for me that (laughs) is just super crappy, doesn't have it, and for you, I don't think they assume you even need it because you supposedly live in a cold place. It's not a thing. Yeah. So we run fans, but when you're you're recording a podcast, fans are super loud, so you have to turn them off, and then it's just even worse, Uh, so we're just sweating. But we love you guys, so that's why we do
1: it. That's why we do it. We're here for the people. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, again, apologies. I will probably be like dabbing my face multiple times, trying to get the sweat off my face. It is so freaking hot in this house. Yeah, they said move to Vermont. It's going to be beautiful there. It's going to be so nice in the summer. Uh, It has been 90 plus degrees a couple days in a row. Sweating my buttocks off at this point in time. Uh, We are doing a Dynasty Startup mock draft on the show tonight. Really excited to do that. Okada and myself are going to be doing a single team. So one team together. Randomly, we were assigned the eight spot. We're going to get into the draft here in just one second. Before we do, I want to remind everyone about BallBlastFootball.com. Okada's article is up there. It is live. It is beautiful. It is sweet. It is about Terry McLaurin and why mm. he has wide receiver one upside in 2020. Fantastic read there, Mr. Okada. Check that out on the site. We have a lot of stuff coming to Patreon.com BallBlast. We've got rankings, projections, sports betting, DFS, all sorts of good stuff. You name it, it is on there. Go support the show at Patreon. We would really, really appreciate it if you would. And I think the best part about Patreon, man, uh, is the Slack channel that you get access to. Like, You get to come hang out with us, just chat football every day. Today, uh, right before we started recording, I actually did a best ball draft with our Slack patrons, and it was awesome. We got the chat, talk strategy, all that good stuff. So I really... A good way to kind of peel back the curtain and get access to us more directly, which is sometimes a good thing. <laughs> Usually a good thing. <laughs> All right, man, let's get into the mock draft. I'm going to kick it over to you, Okada. You've got the draft board up on your screen, so I'll let you lead the way here. we got the eighth spot. This is a super flex Dynasty Startup mock draft. Okada, take it away.
0: All right, so it is off the board before our pick. We took pick eight because we felt like that would be kind of tough. It is Patrick Mahomes at the 101, because this is Superflex. Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson, Saquon, Michael Thomas, Kyler Murray at the 106. I like it, computer. And Dalvin Cook at the 107. So that's what we're dealing with. On the board, if we want to go running back, we got Zeke. We got Kamara. You can't really go wrong with that. If we want to go quarterback, we can go Dak Prescott. I certainly like Dak and Superflex. This is kind of early for that. Uh, receiver. There's a lot of options: Tyree Kill, Devonte Adams, Chris Godwin, and then there's always tight end. I feel like the 108 is probably early for tight end, especially since I would lean Kittle over Kelsey in Dynasty. But this is just too early for Kittle.
1: Does anyone Agreed. jump out? Yeah, for he's you? Our, Yeah, Kittle is definitely our, our Dynasty tight end one. I wouldn't mind snagging him in round two if we can get him. Yep. Um, man, really high on Kittle for 2020, and then of course beyond. I would say for me, it comes down to one of these two stud running backs. You know, I used to be a drafter in dynasty where I was like always early wide receiver. Don't even touch running back until like round three, round four. But man, it's just changing. And I feel like if you miss out on one of those stud running backs, your roster just looks so different. And of course we play dynasty. Everyone says for like three or four years, five years here on our show. We say like two years max. I will take for me, I would take Zeke, uh, in dynasty given the contract situation. He's locked up for several years, uh, and obviously extension is coming for Dak at some point. So the continuity there tells me that I would take Zeke, but I would be fine with either Kamara or Zeke.
0: Yeah, we are going to see what Jerry pulls out of the hat with Dak after this Patrick Mahomes contract went down. That's going to be interesting, but I was going to agree almost exactly with you. Kamara is right there with Zeke for this year, and... It seemed, I feel like it seems like he's a little younger, but he's really not, less than a year younger than Zeke. And because of the new contract that Zeke already has, it locks him up there for a while on that offense that we know is great with a lot of pieces around him. And whereas Alvin Kamara has Drew Brees potentially leaving very shortly, I feel like Zeke's the more reliable option. I like it. Let's take him. Let's do it. Skadoosh. After him goes Alvin Kamara. Shocker. Uh, Hopkins, Josh Jacobs at the 111. That's pretty early. Devontae Adams at the 112. That's nice value. Dak Prescott off the board, so we can't get one of those super top-tier quarterbacks we would maybe like. Joe Mixon, Tyree Kill, and Miles Sanders, which leaves us with not a great-looking running back group in my
1: personal and humble opinion, Betts. I don't know how you feel definitely, about this. Definitely a big tear break here for sure. We got Nick Chubb and Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, Jonathan Taylor on the board, Derek Henry, but definitely question marks around all those guys, uh, honestly, in Dynasty. I said uh, on our last pick, I'd be super excited to get George Kittle here. If it was me, this is my team, I'm smashing the draft button. I'm going to run the card up to the commissioner as soon as possible. And for me, it would be Kittle.
0: Yeah, uh, Kittle and Chris Godwin are really the only guys in the conversation for me. I do really like... The idea of starting with Zeke and Chris Godwin, because we have locked in wide receiver and running back one for many years. However, we've seen this year and I expect it to continue. Wide receiver is so freaking deep these days. And tight end, especially in Dynasty, if you don't get a guy that's reliable, you're going to be dealing with dregs. You're going to be drafting, you know, Albert Akui (laughs) Boonahm. In the fourth (laughs) round of your rookie startup, hoping to get a tight end out of it, and probably not getting one. So, I agree. I like it. Let's go, George Kittle. We said it on the last pick. Skadoosh. Let's go. George
1: Kittle, where are you? Thank you. I love that that's uh, 0% recommended based off of uh, Fantasy Pros' platform here, but we don't care, Fantasy Pros. We're doing it. Get out of my (laughs) face, Fantasy Pros.
0: Uh, All right, I'm not going to read off every pick, but a ton of wide receivers went between the last pick and us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including, by the way, Mike Evans over Chris Godwin, which is interesting. I don't think I would go that route. And an Odell Beckham
1: Jr. You have Godwin ranked ahead of Mike Evans in Dynasty?
0: Yes, in both, actually, in Redraft and Dynasty. I take Godwin. Um, I do, too. But a lot of receivers, a couple running backs, Derrick Henry went off, which maybe would have been kind of nice. I don't know what they're planning to do with him necessarily in Tennessee, but he is a stud. So that kicks us down to some interesting options. First of all, bets, quarterback. (laughs) It's, uh, It's interesting at the quarterback position. Josh Allen is there which is actually pretty I was nice gonna say, after that I'm excited about that. Yeah. After that, it gets a little messy, man. I mean, uh, I don't know where all the good quarterbacks have gone, but apparently they, they've disappeared running back gone to the
1: drafters. Yeah.
0: Running back. Uh, there's a, there's a few guys that I feel decent about as an RB two there. So I don't feel super pushed on that. There's some receivers that I love AJ Brown, Kenny Galladay. I love both of those guys in dynasty. Um, Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup also there, both very attractive. But I don't know about you, but to me, Josh Allen might be a tear break here. I have him probably five to six spots ahead of several of the guys left in Dynasty. For redraft, some of these names are nice. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, we love. But some, some of them are not looking as good for Dynasty. Jared Goff, I could potentially, if we wanted to wait, be okay with as our qb1 but keep in mind it's super flex we're gonna also need a qb2 and that's gonna get even messier so what do you think about josh allen here
1: yeah i'm in on josh allen man i mean say what you want about the the college production profile and the the prospect but all he does is produce in fantasy he's super young they're i love what they're doing for him right like we saw mitch trubisky and josh allen enter the nfl together and uh, close together I should say. And then the Bears just like did not surround him with talent. With Josh Allen they went out and shipped off a ton of assets to get Stefan Diggs. They went out and got John Brown. They got a young uh, good running back in Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Like they're building the team for him to succeed. And to me in dynasty like he's only going to get a better as a passer. True. His rushing isn't going to change for at least 2 or 3 years. This is Cam Newton 2.0 to me. Yeah, I mean, I'll take Josh Allen here.
0: Uh, Question for you. How far in advance are you setting a reminder with Siri or, you know, who the Amazon creature (laughs) whose name I can't say or she'll start talking to me from my bedroom uh, to sell Josh (laughs) Allen before he takes the cam dive? Because it's I feel like it's something we're starting to see with these rushing quarterbacks that if they rely on their rushing and they hit, you know, their late 20s or get a couple injuries, the value starts to fall off pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I mean it definitely makes sense. You know, like there's a good amount of research that shows rushing quarterbacks and pocket quarterbacks, like in a season don't actually have more or less injury risk. So it's kind of a false narrative out there. But when you look at longevity, like Cam has been hit the most out of every single quarterback in the league since he entered the league. And clearly it's starting to catch up to him. Now we have the foot surgery, two shoulder surgeries all in the past three years. Um And, you know, for Cam, he never really was like an elite passer. Like, that's not what he was known for. And it worked for fantasy. It worked for the NFL. And Josh Allen is the same type of guy. So, yes, I think if you're if you're taking Josh Allen, for me, it's a three to five year play and kind of see what the, the future holds. But I wouldn't be expecting to be like, you know what? I got Josh Allen. I'm good for 12 years the way you would be with like Pat Mahomes, for example.
0: All right. Word. We are taking him here. And we'll see what we can get on the way back. A.J. Brown going right after. No surprise. One of my favorite receivers for Dynasty. A couple more quarterbacks. Baker and Joe Burrow. Not quite a quarterback run yet. But that doesn't feel good that we got one before those guys win. Another tight end in Mark Andrews. Not much in the way of tight ends, by the way. In fact, that's the second tight end to go. Kelsey is not gone. Kelsey. Yeah. Ertz is not gone. Uh, So pretty interesting there. Um, And not a lot of running backs have gone in the last couple rounds which leaves us the uh, a few decent options here. Um now there are still some good dynasty receivers on the board. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Let's pop this open a little farther, shall we? DJ oh, Sharp. Oh, open. Terry McLaurin. Uh-oh. Now
1: we're talking. Oh boy. Now we're talking. <laughs> Listen, if you guys
0: didn't read my 2020 article on Terry McLaurin, you should go do that. But everything I said in there, which was a lot of exciting stuff, gets completely boosted in Dynasty where his quarterback and he both have time to build a, a, a greater relationship and uh, mold themselves a little further in the NFL picture. Now, quickly glancing at the running backs, just in case. Uh, we got some DeAndre Swift, Eckler, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, Kenyon Drake. There's actually a decent amount of guys that I don't hate here. Um, not all of them were locked in for very long, but honestly, that's not really the way that running back works in Dynasty. You want your running back for... Right. Two or three years, maybe. I'm not really necessarily planning much farther beyond that. So I do like some of these names. There is Terry McLaurin and a number of other receivers. Uh, Or if we wanted to go back-to-back quarterback because we're scared, we could go for a guy like... Oh, we don't don't draft scared. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) We could go for a guy like Jared Goff. Matt Ryan still probably got several decent years left. Um, but I don't know if I'm feeling that too much. Between running back and wide receiver, do you have a strong uh, a strong bend?
1: Yeah, I'm okay to wait here on quarterback. I mean, there's plenty of guys that I would love as my QB, two, Even in Dynasty, Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones. We talked about Matt Ryan. Um, all those, totally fine. Joe Burrow, rookie. He's got a, a good future ahead of him, etc. So I'm fine to wait. You know, for me, Terry McLaurin. and this could be like a an aggressive type of move here. I think we could probably wait and get him around later. But before we do that, I just want to talk. I want to give a quick quote from your article because it just stuck out so, so much to me. Mm. Looking at uh, the highest grades from PFF last year in order, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Antonio Brown. And then Terry McLaurin. Oh, like, that is, that is the list of the seven highest graded receivers. Like, that's that's what he could be, and that's what he is going to be. So, I feel like as a show, like, we put ourselves out there like, we love this dude, we're in on him. I feel like we could, you know, in strategy, like, wait and get him around later. But I don't want to miss out on Terry McLaurin, man. You, you know how much I love him. So, for me, it's either Scary Terry or at the running back position, it would probably be uh, Austin Eckler.
0: Yeah, so this is our long turn. Uh, relatively speaking. It's still not that long because we're kind of in the middle. But there are going to be a lot more picks between now and our next pick than between our last two picks, or between our last pick and this pick. Um, Just briefly, by the way, I'm glancing at the roster watch board, which, by the way, cool little feature on Fantasy Pros. But also, regardless of what you're drafting, you should try to keep an eye on this stuff. So you look at the teams in your league, and you kind of maybe get a sense of uh, what is... On the board, what is off the board, what teams have. Especially in Superflex, it's helpful because you can see who's got one quarterback, who's got two. Um, Just for fun, looking at the guys with running backs versus the guys with wide receivers, I feel like a lot lot more people have taken receivers so far, which is typical in Dynasty. You want to stock up on those guys because they're longer lasting. But I feel like there might be a better chance we get Eckler on the way back. Well... There's probably a better chance we get McLaurin, but there's a good chance both go. And I think I would feel worse about losing McLaur. ah, McLaurin. McLaurin? <laughs> <laughs> Just swallow a bug. <laughs> uh, it may have been a bug or made of my own spit. I'm not sure. Uh, let me ask you this question. If we lose out of McLaurin, we probably fall die. to a guy like maybe Cooper <laughs> Cup, maybe Robert Woods, maybe Tyler Boyd, maybe Tyler Lockett. Oh,
1: not Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I know you really hate Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd. I don't hate Tyler Boyd. I just don't want him as I won.
0: That's fair. Uh if we lose that on Eckler, we probably follow a guy like Todd what Gurley. About, what
1: about what about Kenyon Drake? Is he looking is that name sticking out to you in redraft? Obviously this would be a smash pick. Mm-hmm. Dynasty these the the future's uncertain there, but it is. you know, He's a lock and loaded for all of us in our redraft ranks, uh, running back one. So so I'll say two things about Drake. One is that I
0: feel like chances are high he's going to get re-signed. Because I think with Kenyon Drake, he is a guy who's kind of been a journeyman for a little while. Uh, not necessarily super high draft capital. Just had his breakout. And what all that means is the Cardinals are probably going to be able to get him for 7-8. 9 million, maybe at the most, instead of like 12, 13, 14, like these big guys are asking. And because I think that that's viable for Drake and he would take it, it's likely that they'll sign him again. So I feel pretty good about him getting re signed. Um, also, the other thing I, would, I was going to say is that I feel like we would need to get Chase Edmonds if we did get him, because in the off chance they do let him walk after this franchise tag season, Edmonds would be a decent
1: uh, fill in. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a great call. I, now that we're talking about it, I feel like Kenyon Drake might be the play for me. Drake,
0: Drake in over twenty twenty
1: specifically, I think so. I have that in my in my redraft ranks for sure. In my dynasty ranks, I do believe I have Eckler over him. But I would say, like, looking at what we could build with this roster with uh, Drake as our RB two, I'd be super super excited about it. If you feel more strongly about Eckler because of the contract, I won't be upset at all. And b- and one of
0: those two guys over Terry. You're thinking. Hopefully, we get Terry on the way back.
1: Oh, I'll be sick, but let's risk it. All
0: right, I I like it. Let's go, Kenyon Drake. Um, and let's see if we can get Terry McLaurin on the way back. Yeet. Come
1: on, maybe oh, roll the boy. dice. Let's Here go. Let's go. go. Oh, let's go. Let's go. A lot of receivers.
0: Oh, he did not go. Woo! Let's Eckler, go. By the way, two picks before us. So we almost could have wow. taken Terry and waited on Eckler as well, but not quite. Um, other guys in this range. We finally had another tight end go in Travis Kelsey. couple more quarterbacks. Uh, Daniel Jones, Tua, and Matt Ryan all off the board. So we're getting to the range we may have to look at our QB, two potentially. Uh, and then another Ooh, big chunk of receivers. Smash Terry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Chark, Boyd. See, I told you he was good. Not Not okay. quite last round's good, but... Um okay well I don't think this is difficult. We're
1: taking nope. Terry McLaurin, Smash
0: Any any hey, hesitation way, on getting another quarterback here before there's another tier No, jump? this
1: is Terry McLaurin okay. 10 out of 10 times. All right. Uh scroll up a little bit so uh viewers on YouTube can see oh! what is it? Wide receiver 23. This is the 23rd wide receiver off the board. Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 23 in Dynasty. Are you kidding me? Get it out of here. That is incredible value. Yes, drafted. Get out of
0: here! All right, we're taking Terry McLaurin without hesitation. Uh, we both love him. In case we haven't explained it enough, I would say top fifteen dynasty receiver as of right now. Yay! Oh yeah. yes, yes. All right, definitely. Word. Um, after our pick, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Parker, and Jerry Judy at receiver. Finally, a few more running backs: Fournette, Singletary, and Akers, and then a couple more quarterbacks: Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford. Now. Uh, Let's take a quick glance at our roster over here. We got our first quarterback. We got two running backs locked up and our tight end. We are playing a three receiver league. We only have one of them so far. So we're probably looking that direction unless we want to lock up a quarterback. Now, the reason I bring that up is because for me, I don't know how it is for you. Jared Goff is the end of a tier here. Yeah, I like Jared Goff. I agree with that. Everybody after him is doo-doo butter. Ryan Daniels are right. Kirk Cousins, not exciting. And the rest of this is either ancient people whose careers are ending in two years or guys I have no trust in. So I really like the idea of getting Goff here. But before we go that way, let's just take a quick glance at the other positions. Uh, I know you like Melvin Gordon. He's still there. New contract. Not very in Dynasty, long,
1: though. Not, yeah, in Dynasty, not really. I mean, the future running back for that team isn't on the roster at this point. Yeah, that's pretty Melvin fair. Melvin Gordon for maybe a year or two. Philip Lindsay is still an under un- free agent. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, in redraft, I like him. In Dynasty, I'm kind of hands-off.
0: Darius Geis is here. Uh, I know we both feel good about him for this year, even you from an injury perspective, which is probably interesting
1: to the listeners. Yeah, injury uh, profile, or I should say John's article is up. I wrote a little injury blurb before his article looking at his 2020 value on the site, so go check that out. I uh, uh, can't talk. Ballblastfootball.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh,
0: I think we could potentially get him on the way back, so I maybe want to flag him for next round. Um, sure. Okay, so now I will say receiver bets. It's getting a little thin here. Uh, We got some young guys like Jalen Rager, Marquise Brown, Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is here, but 30 years old. Jarvis yes. Landry is here, but also getting up in age. Tyler Lockett and Robert Woods are both nice, but I don't think they're going to get to our next pick. Michael Gallup is there, who I definitely like. He could get to our next pick. But there's not much left here, and we need two more receivers for our starting roster, let alone the depth on our team. So do you think we take the Jared Goff tier, tier break and feel safe at quarterback for the rest of our draft,
1: pretty much? Or do we need to
0: lock up one of these receivers?
1: I do not want to be starting... I don't know, Dwayne Haskins and Big Ben as my, my quarterbacks in Dynasty. I would pre- feel more confident with Jared Goff. We've talked about the offense. We've talked about the bounce back that we believe in for Goff and for Sean McVay. Um, I think Goff is the pick for me. As your quarterback, two in Dynasty, I feel really confident about that. He's still so young as well. Uh,
0: also, uh, new contract. Well, not that new anymore, but he's on contract, on his second contract, which is good. Double also, bets. tell me how you feel about this. Josh Allen is something of a consistency floor quarterback because of his rushing. Jared Goff, more of a slightly hit-or-miss big upside
1: quarterback. Do you like that pairing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think those two together provide a nice kind of balance in the middle. Um, But like you said, Goff, the floor can definitely drop off at times. We saw it last year, but... Yeah, he's young enough. The contract's there. We like the receivers. I would take off. Yeah, I feel the same way.
0: This really shores up our quarterback's position and makes us feel good heading forward. Oh my heavens. A absolutely massive wide receiver run Oh yeah. after yeah. our pick. Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, Thielen, Gallup, Woods, Green. Couple running backs and then four more receivers and Kirk Cousins. So... Let's take a look at the running backs and receivers because we got our quarterbacks now. Oh, my goodness, Spets. This is not pretty. <laughs> oh, oh, mama. Okay. Receiver. <laughs> Marquise Brown. I do not like. We don't like. <laughs> Henry Ruggs. We're not
1: huge fans. Oh, boy. This is messy. Okay. I will, I will say, though, honestly, Marquise Brown, man, the more I think about it and the more I look at the receiving depth chart, Outside of Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, man, he was playing with a friggin' you know, ankle Liz Frank surgery last year, ankles banged up all year, had the screw removed because he was in pain all season. From a health perspective, Marquise Brown could come out and shock some people, including us, we're not the highest on him, but I am rising quite a bit on Marquise Brown, and he's gonna be locked up with Lamar for a while.
0: We do have Terry McLaurin, which I feel like has a very solid floor. That that is that He has the potential to be an eight-catch guy on the regs, uh, which helps mitigate the fear for Marquise Brown a little bit. (laughs) Any other options here for you? Brandon Ayuk is there. Uh, Mike Williams. We're Mike Williams fans, but that's kind of a shot in the dark. Wow.
1: I would... Yeah, so for me, I would take Marquise Brown if this is my team alone. I also wouldn't mind getting Ayuk. I know that, you know, in, in... Dynasty, it's different than Redraft. In Redraft, you have to play for the now. You have to play for uh, your starting lineup. In Dynasty, you don't always have to try to win the first year. Like You can kind of build a really solid foundation of youth, which I feel like to this point we've done so far. And Ayuk's a guy that we both like, and we think he could be potentially um, that team's wide receiver one sometime in the near future, if not in 2020, with Debo Samuel in the foot surgery.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure we can get Ayuk with our next pick if we want to. Additionally, there are some safety valves at wide receiver that are much farther down in the rankings because they're more veteran guys. You got Jamison Crowder. You got Julian Edelman, um, even Golden Tate. So I feel like if we go with a young guy who's maybe a bust potential like Marquise Brown, we can get some backups in the next few rounds that will make us feel better about that. So I'm okay going with him here if you feel like that's the play.
1: What are your thoughts on the running backs? There's some interesting RB3s for our roster. We've got guys like David Montgomery and Kareem Hunt, who mm. in Dynasty mm. is really intriguing. Yes. I don't think he's a Brown next year. No. Um, and that could be a play where if anything happens to Nick Chubb in year one, you have a top 10 back. If nothing happens, he will kind of still have flex value. And then next year could have RB1 status again because of how good he is. So that's intriguing. It is intriguing. I would say for me, it's between those two guys.
0: I would agree. Now, I know that you bets are a very heavily draft on value versus draft on position for your current team outlook. In this case, I feel like Kareem Hunt is the better value than Terry McLaurin. Now, our roster says otherwise. Our roster says, please, please take Marquise Brown. Did I say Terry McLaurin? I meant Marquise Brown. You said Terry
1: McLaurin. You meant Hollywood Brown. Uh does that sway anything for you? Yeah. I mean, like you said, a Dynasty. Also Darius Geis, by the way, is this still is, there. Yes. And this is for, presumably, your league is going to go on for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Hopefully. We don't plan for that. But you need to look at not just this year, but also set yourself up for next year, too. I think getting Kareem Hunt here is great value. Here's the thing.
0: I also still like Darius Geis. And I think there's a good chance he's potentially still there. After Marquise Brown, there's a lot less upside down this board. So I kind of feel like maybe Marquise Brown. Let's take Brown. All right, we're doing it. That's fine. We are taking Marquise Brown, despite not being huge fans of him here on this podcast. See, we go by the facts, guys. We're not
1: biased. These these are the facts. (laughs) Uh, He is fast. After Marquise
0: Brown, a couple running backs, but definitely not Kareem Hunt, so he's still there. Another tight end in Evan Ingram. Uh, A couple quarterbacks. That's good value there. It is good value for Evan Ingram. Not very few tight ends going, by the way. Okay, let's just take a quick pause to reflect. Do we feel bad about George Kittle? We are seeing the hurt at our wide receiver position. Not a lot of tight ends going. Bet says no.
1: Dude, you know, like, for me in Dynasty, if there's ever one position where I'm just like, all right, I'm good for five years i know we don't talk about like playing that way but for me it's the tight end like if you would have drafted we talked about it on our tight end uh, ranking show with travis kelsey on the last episode so go back and check that out um he did not finish worse than tight end two in fantasy for the last five seasons like you're getting that with george kittle yes. and you don't even have to think about it so it's so difficult to draft these rookie tight ends i i'm fine with george Kittle in the second um hashtag no regrets
0: no regrets. Uh not, <laughs> no regrets. not too many receivers of the guys we're looking at are gone. Kareem Hunt's still there. Is there any interest in you in grabbing another one of these receivers, or do we just go Kareem Hunt? Uh, Or do we consider a couple other running backs? Darius Guy's there. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn we like. I don't think he's really on Kareem Hunt's level, but he could be because he may have the RB1 job now rather than Hopefully in a year. That's assuming Cream Hunt even goes
1: to a good situation. Right. There is some risk definitely with Cream Hunt. I would say for me in Dynasty, the the move here would be Cream Hunt. Um, I do like Geis as far as bouncing back from his health perspective, but honestly, man, you look at the trends, you look at the historical data for running backs who don't produce early in their careers, and it is not good. Um, so he will be an outlier if he gets a second contract and succeeds. Throw in the history of the injuries. Yeah, I think for me, it's Kareem Hunt. Uh,
0: My main swaying point here is Kareem Hunt is our running back three. If we expected him to be RB2 or to make our starting roster on a frequent basis, it would feel a little bit worse. But this is a guy who we are basically stashing. And if in a year he breaks out, well, he's already broken out. If in a year he gets a a team and a, a roster set re-breaks up rebreaks out yes where he can rebreak out and be the guy and be not only an RB1 but a top end RB1 that feels great for us also it's a nice little pairing with Kenyon Drake because they potentially will do opposite things one of them may have to go somewhere else after losing his RB1 job and the other the guy we're about to pick could go get one so i like it let's take Kareem Hunt here still leaving our third wide receiver spot open because we do not draft for the starting roster of our
1: dynasty league this year. Don't do that. No, don't do that.
0: Um, after our pick of, uh, Kareem hunt, a few more quarterbacks. We're down into the Tannehills and drew lock sections. So we're feeling good there. Um, at running back, very little James Connor, Le'Veon bell, Darius guys, unfortunately three picks below us. I would have potentially liked to get him. That would have made me feel incredible about our running back situation and let us just go receiver for the rest of the draft. Pretty much. But yeah, that would have been nice. He is gone. Also, unfortunate. Deontay Johnson and Mike Williams, two guys I was kind of eyeing at receiver, as well as several rookies: uh, T. Higgins, Pittman, Chennault. Uh That's early for Chenault. It is. In my opinion. It is very early for Chenault before Deontay Johnson, by the way, which I think is a pretty big stretch. But oh yeah, you know these computer guys—they do what they want. Um. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh boy, this this receiver <laughs> position bets. Darius Slayton, not terrible. Denzel Mims, how do you feel I, about, I, how do you feel about Denzel Mims? Do you have any hope for him in New York?
1: Yeah, I, I like Denzel Mims. I'm not quite as high as I think the rest of the dynasty community is on him. Me neither. And it's mostly just because I don't think we're, we're going to see in year one is anything. Like I, I'm not confident in the coaching staff. I do think. Um, Adam Gase gets fired before the end of the season True. at some point we talked about their opening schedule it is atrocious they're going one in five in the first six weeks or something like that he could be out of town so you know in dynasty it's definitely a different conversation than in redraft but still the prospect he's raw like I, I don't know that I'm really a huge huge fan I will say I definitely am rising a bit we talked about Brandon Ayuk. he's still there by the way I'm rising a bit on Preston Williams from a dynasty perspective He's coming off the torn ACL, but last year, I don't think what we saw was a fluke. And we talked about how much we love Tua all draft season, NFL draft season that is. He could be paired with him for the next four or five years, and that could be freaking sweet. So that's another upside play. Definitely risky as our three. We could get guys like Jameson Crowder, Marvin Jones, Julian Edelman to fill in for a year. Like we could, We could figure it out later in the draft.
0: I was just going to bring up Marvin Jones, 30 years old. So he's got a couple years left, probably. Several picks down. So if we take a young guy, we can take Marvin Jones in a little bit and kind of fill in this year if we take a rookie, especially. Um for the listeners, by the way, who are wondering why we're ignoring T. Y. Hilton, who's the highest undrafted guy according to fantasy pros. No. No interest in TY Hilton. I'm not even very interested in T.Y. Hilton from a redraft perspective. And in Dynasty it just gets worse. The situation's not great there. The injury history is not great there. The quarterback, who knows what's going to be the quarterback situation there.
1: And for now, it's Philly spaghetti arm Rivers. Yeah, big pass. I love that every time we talk about it, it's either the noodle. Yep. And now it's the spaghetti. So I can't wait for like next week when we talk about Philip Rivers for it fettuccine. to be the, li- fettuccine, the, ling- the linguine arm. Yep. <laughs> um, Angel hair really is what it is because that's the thinnest one. <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> briefly before we maybe take a receiver, which it feels like we're probably leaning towards. Keyshawn Vaughn's still there. Big upside, huge upside if he wins the job. Still a chance that he doesn't. David Johnson, a a guy who's got a very short term deal, but I like in redraft mm, dynasty. Not so much. Not.
1: Yeah. I'm out on him in Dynasty, I think. Yeah.
0: Um. Mark Ingram has one year. That's not a pick I'm super excited about. Although, as we mentioned earlier, for Dynasty, you are playing a little bit shorter term with your running backs. That being said, Zeke and Kenyon Drake... Well, Kenyon Drake is a short-term player already. We have a very short-term play there. So I kind of want to maybe look a little bit more long-term. By which I mean two or three years instead of one. Which is what Mark Ingram has. So... Are any of those running backs interesting you or are we thinking of Brandon Ayuk, a Preston Williams?
1: Uh, Yeah, for me, it's, it's probably one of those two receivers or Keyshawn Bond. mm -hmm. Um, We liked him pre-draft. Obviously John is our our running back uh, scout. He likes Keyshawn Bond a lot. And you know, you and I have said probably at least 25 times that we're not Ronald Jones fans. So here's number 26. Uh, Not a Ronald Jones fan. I, I, You know, the writing's on the wall with this running back room. This, to me, is David Johnson 2.0. Mid-round guy, draft him to kind of wait for a few weeks and then take the job from Rojo. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, there's Rojo truthers out there that are probably screaming at me or are already adding me on Twitter (laughs) for saying that. But for me, Keyshawn Vaughn offers a lot of upside in a dynasty format, whereas in redraft, I'm kind of cooling on him, if that makes sense. Because you're going to have to wait a little bit to see the true ceiling Mm. with Vaughn.
0: Uh, okay. Tell me what you think about this. We are on the short turn here. Relatively short. I feel like one of Ayuk or Williams is going to be there. I am much more concerned that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be gone. How do you feel about taking Vaughn here and getting whichever those receivers is hopefully left for us? Let's do it. I like it. All right. We're going to do that. We're going to take Keyshawn Vaughn. Roll the dice. We have a ton of upside at our running back position if things go well. And neither guy got taken at receiver. Brian Edwards, by the way, and Denzel Mims, two more rookies going before Brandon Ayuk. People be tripping. I wish we could see how many rookie receivers had been taken ahead of him, but I believe it's been at least six to eight. And I am considering him in the six to eight overall range in a non-superflex rookie draft. So, cray-cray. I think it's pretty easily either Brandon Ayuk. Well, I prefer Brandon Ayuk. How much do you prefer Preston
1: Williams? Or is it kind of... Wash for you. No, I have Brandon Ayuk uh, higher actually. So I All like right. Brandon Ayuk. I know you, you've you been on him <laughs> since the beginning. So, listeners, by the way, if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can just pause this, open up a new tab, Ooh. pull up the channel, go to the scouting reports uh, playlist. Okada did a fantastic breakdown on Brandon Ayuk, looking at his college tape and looking at his strengths and weaknesses. I think he's going to gel perfectly with the Niners. They traded up to get him in the first round. I'm rising quite a bit on him.
0: Uh, I, it's very possible that the video is somewhere over in those uh, little, you know, the recommended videos over there on the side. Oh, over, over yeah, there? Yeah, just Which way over, there. over there. Just take a look-see <laughs> over there. You might see it. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's take Brandon Ayuk. I will say, as we make this pick, I am feeling that we might want to look veteran receiver with our next pick. Because we have three very young receivers, two of whom are pretty question mark guys for 2020. So let's keep that in mind. But we're taking Ayuk. After Ayuk, a couple, ooh, a little bit of a tight end run. Three tight ends in Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, and Noah Fant. That's pretty good value on all three of those guys. I like that. Um, also, a big running back group here: Sony Michelle, Phillip Lindsay, Mostert. Ooh, what are we doing in with Raheem Mostert and Dynasty people? I have no idea. This feels. The time to sell is coming gone. Yeah, this feels. I don't know. It doesn't feel terrible. A lot of the guys around this range are kind of similar. We don't know what their jobs look like. He has shown talent, but it's a very interesting situation out there in San Fran. Um, Okay, well, this leaves us a ton of of wide receivers still to choose from. Now, all right, let's just quickly take stock of our team. Josh Allen at quarterback with Jared Goff in the Superflex. That feels very nice. I like that. Uh, Also, George Kittle at tight end. That feels incredible. So... Before we feel sad about our wide receiver core that doesn't look that great, remember that we have two QB1s. Goff is Fringe, but I feel like he's there. And arguably the best dynasty. Nah, not even arguably. Get out of here. The best dynasty tight end in George Kittle. Then oh, yes. At running back, Zeke and Kenyon Drake, pretty solid, as well as Kareem Hunt and Keyshawn Vaughn uh, kind of at our bench slash in the flex if needed. That is a lot of upside for the next couple of years. And at receiver, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Brandon Ayuk. Young guys. I have a lot of hope in that trio, specifically Terry McLaurin, as we all know. But I do feel like we need to fill that receiving core in a little bit. So Marvin Jones is still there. Bets. Will Fuller is
1: there. I know how much you love Will Fuller. (laughs) Did you see my tweet? um, I did. You took him at Scott Fishbowl. (laughs) Uh. I did man. He was staring me at the face and I was like, "You know what? Like in that type of format, you got to swing for the fences and heaven forbid Terry or Terry McChord. Uh Will Fuller stays on the field for like 13, 14 games. He's going to smash. Like when he's on the field, he produces, but the injury history is quite lengthy. So, yes, in in dynasty, I'm not quite as much in on Fuller. Uh I think for, you know, for me, Marvin Jones always undervalued. We can play him as a wide receiver too literally any week. Yep. Over the past 16 games, he and Kenny Galladay both are producing at the same exact level. So in redraft, I love passing on Galladay to get Jones very late. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, huge, huge difference in Dynasty. But yeah, if we're taking this guy to start for us for two years, yeah, he'll be in our starting lineup.
0: Uh, other interesting names before we smash the draft button. Jameson Crowder, I feel like is pretty solid. Just pretty solid. It's like Jarvis landry light, you know? Pretty solid. He's fine. Uh, John Brown. We like John Brown. The interesting stack with Josh Allen there. Julian Edelman, kind of reliable, old like Marvin Jones, but more reliable than Marvin Jones, potentially. And Real quick on him, by the after way. After that,
1: it's a hot mess. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on Cam I'm talk 2020 with Edelman versus mm. if it would have been Hoyer or... I would
0: rather have either other guy, to be honest. Really? Yes. Cam okay. is fine. Um, he, very fine. He gave Steve He's Smith some fine. decent years, so, you know, there's hope there. But that was also before he had 17 arm surgeries and his running ability <laughs> fall off and made his ability to f- threaten defenses did, with you, that. Wait,
1: timeout. Did, did you just say fall off? Did I? Has fall <laughs> off
0: fallen off? <laughs> Listen, man, English is hard, oh okay? English is not an easy language to speak. Let's just throw that out there, okay? Words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the job, but if it is Cam, I don't really feel great about Julian Edelman. Is it Marvin Jones here? Are we going Marvin Jones? Do you feel like? I think it's Marvin Jones. All right, Jones. Well, let's go Marvin Jones, yeah. if I can find him. Where, is he? Where are you, Marvin? There you are. Uh, we love Marvin Jones, by the way, in case that's not clear. We talk about him all the time. Hugely undervalued. Matthew Stafford balling out last year and, I believe, into these next couple years. And Jones, alongside Galladay, is a legitimate 1,000-yard, 8-touchdown threat on the frequent, which is a very nice stat line for someone this late. What, what wide receiver did we get him? Somewhere in the 30s. He is 31-ish,
1: 30- I think. Six.
0: Well, a few more receivers have gone oh, no, since the I'm sorry,
1: been. you're right. You're right, okay. Uh, Yeah, so 31, 32, something like yeah, that. right
0: around his age, there you go. Uh, Perfect. After Marvin Jones, Teddy Bridgewater. I forgot to bring this up, bets Teddy Bridgewater was potentially the last viable QB3 that I saw. I was going to bring him up on our last pick, and I completely forgot to. I'm looking at one right now on the screen. I see him. I don't hate it, but I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot more. Uh, also, off the board, Julian Edelman and John Brown did go. So a couple of receivers we're talking about. Jameson Crowder still there, by the way. Um, also, Marlon Mack. That is a pick I do not like at all. Well, let's see who's, there. who's who else was at running nope. back when they made that pick. Not a lot, but I still don't like it very <laughs> much. Um, he's like Kareem Hunt without a future and not even as good this year. So, pass. Um, okay. You mentioned the quarterback. It's Dwayne Haskins. Yes?
1: Or we take – go scroll back down. Sorry, I need to see the screen again. Or we take um, – Big Ben? Big Ben as a play for Ooh. a year. Now, the elbow concerns me long-term, no doubt about it. He's already 38. Um, the contract is going to run out soon. So it's not like we're going to draft Big Ben to play for three years. But we talked about the bounce back with this offense. To me, there's going to be weeks if we took him where he would play over Jared Goff in our lineup. I also don't mind the long, long-term play of Dwayne Haskins here. I mean, people are just down on Haskins, and they are giving up on him way too soon. Now, was last year good? Not really, no. But in the last, like, four weeks of the season, he graded out extremely well on PFF. Actually played better than a lot of people give him credit for. He did. He and Terry McLaurin, college uh, chemistry playing together at Ohio State. A little stack. I'm not convinced that, yeah, and I'm not convinced that he's a bad quarterback. We saw him light up. Big 10 defenses for 50 touchdowns just two years ago. And now people are are done. So I don't know, man, he's intriguing, especially giving him as your third and you can just wait on him. I don't hate it. I will say this while you were talking. I went and looked at the
0: roster watch, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, every team in this league league in this draft has two quarterbacks already and two of them have a third quarterback. So there, there's a decent chance that not a lot of quarterbacks are going to go um, between now and our next pick. This is our going to be our long turn after this pick, so we may lose a couple, including potentially Dwayne Haskins. But it still may leave us Big Ben, um, even Derek Carr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, sure, if we need a year or two out of a guy. Uh, before we do look at QB3, let's just take a quick gander at the other positions. We're still feeling pretty, pretty good about running back. Seven Coleman's kind of interesting to me in Dynasty. I don't know what's going to happen with Raheem Mostert or anyone else in that backfield. That being said, if, one of, if everyone else leaves, they're probably going to get three more guys, and it's still going to be a rotation between Coleman and all those guys. So not necessarily a ton of upside there. James White is here. That's a nice floor, but we have a good amount of running backs already, which means we're probably looking for ceiling more than anything else. Would you agree?
1: I think so. Yeah, based off our roster, I would agree with that. Okay,
0: so... I don't know. There's not too much else here. Unless you're a believer of Rashad Penny's going
1: to take over, which I'm not. Raquel Armstead? Rashad Penny, no. Definitely not this year, especially. No, you know, this at this point, the running backs that you're talking about are just... Shots. Fine. Yeah, they're shots in the dark that you're hoping become something. Un- unless they're like a James White where they're a pass catching back. Tariq Cohen, example, for example. Um... I'm fine with any of those players as like a depth piece. Duke Johnson, even slap Latavius Murray on the end of your bench. You'll get him for a few starts. Dawson Scott, same kind of thing. You can plug him in for me. I feel like it's either quarterback or we're going to take another startable wide receiver in our roster and just get one of those guys on the way back at running back position.
0: Yeah. I'm looking a look at them. There's not many. You got Jamison Crider. If we want to get a little more safety, he's still there. I think you have a little bit more belief in Corey Davis than I do.
1: Oh no. Okay, no, no. maybe it's John I'm thinking of. <laughs> All right, we're skipping the ship Corey has Davis. sailed. Get out of my face. D.D. Westbrook. I know you have
0: more belief in D.D. Westbrook <laughs> than I do.
1: I I do. I like D.D. You D. like Dynasty? There's just not really. I mean there's just so many question marks in terms of is Gardner Minshew the long-term play or not? Are they going to get Trevor Lawrence? Are they going to get Justin Fields? We I think I'm a big believer in D.J. Chark. I think you are too. Mhm. You know, he's he's fine as a two as like a depth wide receiver, but I wouldn't want to start him. I think for you know, for me, the names I'm looking at, Jameson Crowder is gonna be a fine wide receiver three type of player. And in Dynasty, you need those players. Everyone wants to go out and get these like stud wide receivers all the time. You can trade for a guy like Jameson Crowder for a third round rookie pick and play him for Every week of the season as a wide receiver three, especially in PPR format. So he would be my preference. Here. Yeah,
0: right now we have Marvin Jones, according to the Fantasy Pros uh roster. We have Marvin Jones on our bench and Kareem Hunt in our flex just because that's how we drafted them. But realistically, in a PPR, I think Marvin Jones is probably going to start over Kareem Hunt more often than not, which means we technically don't have a single bench receiver. Jameson Crowder is the quintessential oh, bench receiver. Because every yes. bye week he's sliding in, anyone gets injured, he's sliding in. Marquise Brown is in a slump, he's sliding in, and we're feeling fine. So I like that in a PPR. Let's do it. Let's take Jamison Crowder, giving us a nice solid floor. All right, long turn. Raquel Armstead, by the way, went shortly after our pick, as did a couple of quarterbacks, including Dwayne Haskins. So we lost him, but both the veterans we mentioned are still there. And then there was a big, fat running back run. James White gone, Tariq Cohen gone. Uh, Matt Breida, mostly bad running backs, which is pretty
1: much all that's left, if we're being honest. Hey, also D.D. Westbrook. I kind of missed this, by the way, too. I forgot we own Zeke. Tony Pollard. Ooh. Like, to me, if anything happened to Zeke, Tony Pollard would step right in and be, at worst, like RB20. Yeah. You know, like, based off volume alone. Shame on us for
0: missing this, by the way, because Fantasy Pros puts this little cuff logo next to it, and we didn't pay any attention. I do love that, by the way. It is very nice. Um, Okay, so look at that. Fantasy Pros wants to take Tom Brady. I don't hate the idea of taking Tom Brady or Big Ben here. I like both of them for this year. I think we could get two years out of one of them or either of them. Not that we necessarily need to. Again, I feel great about our quarterbacks right now. Uh, I do too. I will throw this out just as a side note. I don't think we're going to do it, but just tight end. I know we have George Kittle. I like it. Dallas Goddard and Mike Kosicki, both there on the board. I love both those guys for Dynasty. If we're talking value picks here, just picking off value, I think both those guys are easily the best values. Now, of course, the battle comes down to, well, do I want to take a backup tight end that I'm almost never going to start over someone that might slide into my roster on a frequent basis? But with the value being there, those are both pretty interesting to me. I think it's Big Big Ben, Brady, maybe one of those tight ends, depending on how you feel. Or we could look at another one of these receivers that we're shooting all over the place with.
1: I'm actually really happy that you brought that up because I feel like that's a weakness in a lot of Dynasty mm. players. They they look at their roster and say, okay, I've got my tight end, like I'm good. You're never good in Dynasty. You have to have backup. You ha- And even if you don't start them, like... Let's say Mike Kosicki goes out and he balls out as like tight end 7 or 8 like he was last Which year. Which is going to happen, by the way. You're not telling me someone's going to... Yes, I have met 7. You're not telling me that someone's going to come out and tra- try to trade for him? That matters in Dynasty. So, yeah, I love it. Dallas Goddard... I mean, Zach Ertz is going to eventually not be on the Eagles. We still love him for redraft, of course. That's Ertz. But Dallas Goddard showed massive upside last year. And whenever the time comes that he takes over... He's a top five dynasty tight end, in my opinion. Yep.
0: Uh so if I'm choosing... I don't I don't hate I, it. I really actually like this. I think we should do it. I personally lean Gasicki because I think he's actually a better tight end regardless. Plus, he is gonna win the job now. Well, he already has the job now, whereas Goddard maybe is like two to three years away from getting it, which is not a big deal with Kittle, obviously. But if Kittle gets hurt, if we have buy issues. Or if we want an immediate breakout that we can sell, Gasicki, I feel like is a better choice
1: for all of those. I lean him. That's fine with me. They're they're pretty close together. I think I would lean Goddard, um, mostly because the quarterback position is stable. Mm. Like it's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick and then it's Tua, and of course, like you know, will it take another year or two? But I'm fine with it. Like I'm not gonna be upset if we have Gasicki. Obviously, like I said, I have him at eight or seven in my rank. So. Redraft, yeah. yeah. The
0: fact that we have a year or two with Kittle before we even need to consider Gasicki makes me feel better about Tua. Um, now, bets. He has the same bye week as George Kittle this year. <laughs>
1: oh, do not Cancel. take him off the board. Hit hit uh, the X button next to the draft. <laughs> just kidding. No, uh, psych. Listen, That's the wrong listeners, number. Do not ever do that. Don't even do that in dynasty. redraft. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But yeah. uh, definitely not in Dynasty. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's take Mike Asicki. I really like this. We have un- undeniably the best tight end core in the league. Probably the best tight end core that exists in Dynasty anywhere. Get out of my – oh yeah! in a startup with these two guys? Oh, my goodness, does that feel good. All right, after our pick, a lot more crappy running backs. Well, a few more crappy running backs. Anthony McFarland, Rashad, Penny, Damian Harris. Meh. Uh, Corey Davis and Meh. Sammy Watkins off the board of receiver – Tom Brady went, but Big Ben is still there. And we kind of started a little bit of a tight end run bets. TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard both went off the board in the eight picks after us.
1: So I mean, they just want to be cool like the cool kids. They really you know? do. So, so, they want to do.
0: <laughs> so we got Big Ben here. Um and then it's a it's absolute crap after that. No one that we can rely on for this year, let alone for a couple years. So that's that's pretty attractive to me. Briefly glancing at yep. the wide receiver position because again our depth there is not crazy good. Uh Paris Campbell and James Washington are the two highest ranked
1: guys. I'm not feeling
0: really great about either of those guys. Are you?
1: No. I mean I'm I'm interested in Paris Campbell but I don't feel great about it. You know, I would give up like a late second early third to get him and just see what happens. We talked about the quarterback concerns though, right? With with Philip Rivers yep. and just not knowing what is going to be the next step there. They did take a quarterback in the fourth round of the draft, but we don't know. And, and we didn't see anything last year. So I'm intrigued, but certainly not at this point to take him.
0: Yeah. Uh, we did take a couple reliable veterans at that position with our last couple picks in Marvin Jones and Jamison Crowder. So I feel like we've given ourselves the opportunity to go a little bit more either young or uh breakout upside player. Maybe somebody like Alan Lazard is kind of interesting. Hunter Renfro on the board. That's a nice floor. With some potential to break out. Could be the wide receiver one on that team in targets for several years. Um, that's about it. There is not much here, boys <laughs> and girls. Chase Claypool, yeah. do you have any interest in Chase Claypool?
1: No, not really. Okay. I mean, the same concerns are there with Big Ben, right? Like, of course, he for this season is going to be good. Ch- Chase Claypool, I do not believe, is going to be good this year for fantasy. Is he interesting long-term? Sure, but who's starting? It's not Mason Rudolph. It's not Duck Hodges. Like, Yeah, to me, I think we'd sure up Big Ben for a third quarterback this year. That's what I would do, and then we can kind of fill in the depth pieces from there on out.
0: I really like that as well. No one stands out at the receiver position enough that I feel bad if we lose them, and that is absolutely the case with Big Ben at quarterback. So that, that makes this decision pretty easy for me. I feel like that's the logic I return to usually when I'm comparing a couple players. So, I like it. Let's smash him. Big Ben Showing up our quarterbacks. We have three quarterbacks. We feel good. We could go a rookie later in the draft. We're not going to get that late in the draft because we're at the 55-minute mark. In fact, we should probably wrap it up. How many picks have we made? Yeah, let's... Uh, uh, looks like This we is round 15. One, two, three, four, five, okay. And this is our let's short do, turn. Let's finish on this yeah, one. This is our short turn. Okay, we'll, we'll do two. Yes, let's do two because that means we've gotten the flip side of each pick. Uh, in yes. all those rounds, 16 rounds, even rounds. All right. Our roster. Let's just look it over before we make our it's last. Nice. All right, let's not look it over because we're going to sum it up at the end. It is nice. Let's look at the players. <laughs> um, running back, Chase Edmonds. Is there any. Do we even look beyond this? I forgot that we wanted Chase Edmonds. We have Kenyon Drake.
1: You know. It- This is more of a redraft move, but also not really. And what I mean by that is just like people don't view Chase Edmonds as a dynasty asset at all. They say it's Kenyon Drake's backfield and then just skip it. Whereas like other positions, like for example, with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, people know Alexander Madison is the player that you want. Chase Edmonds last year balled out multiple times when he had opportunity. If anything would happen to Kenyon Drake, we have a top 10 back in our backfield that we have both Cardinals running backs. Last year, the the position as a whole, third most in the entire NFL in terms of fantasy points at the running back for the Cardinals. And then if, let's say he walks, Kenyon Drake goes to a different team. Let's say he starts again on a different team. We now have Chase Edmonds potentially starting for the Cardinals and Kenyon Drake starting for someone else. This to me is a no-brainer because you get him for this year and maybe even for next year.
0: Yeah. Again, none of the receivers standing out a ton, although I kind of like the idea of getting Maybe Hunter Renfro or one of these other young guys with our last pick. But Chase Edmonds I like that here a lot. Hunter, Hunter Renfro. feels great. We lock up that backfield no matter what. I really like that. So let's see if we can get one of these guys with our last pick. Come on, baby. We can. The receivers that were off the board are Paris Campbell, Al Lazard, and Golden Tate. Some guys that were kind of interesting names, but not the guy we were looking at. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., by the way, here in the 16th round. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Gronk and Jared Cook at tight end here in the 16th round hopefully whoever picked those two guys has a young guy also on their roster or intends to get one later in this draft because that's going to get rough real fast Um, but should we close out our draft with Hunter Renfro Bets he is there
1: any other names Honestly, stand man, out he, he is the perfect bench receiver we talked about it with Jamison Crowder um, Jamison Crowder yep. Hunter Renfro is is going to be better and he's younger. He just—I think he's still in Clemson. I'm not sure, um, <laughs> but regardless, he is perfect for what Derek Carr wants to do. And we saw the advanced analytics last year with PFF show him being uh, one of the highest in terms of yards per route run out of the slot. Very predictive success in the NFL. I'm in on Hunter Renfro, especially in Dynasty.
0: I'm taking a long scroll down this list just to see if Fantasy Pros is jipping any rookies. Or uh, deep, deep receivers, and I'm not seeing any. So I like it. Let's do it. Let's take Hunter Renfro. We both like him. Helps to shore up our receiver core that is, at the top, a bit risky, I guess you could say. Uh All right. We will take that. They're going to pick <laughs> a bunch more players, and we don't care, because our draft is done. Woo-wee! All right. We did it. Betts, I'm going to let you read off the roster, because I've talked a lot. Tell us, Tell okay. us what we've got here. Oh gosh. With this with this beautiful dining uh, dynasty roster that we built. Can I look at this in a more uh a more uh, beautiful way? Nope, that that's a little bit too much. That doesn't help. I can't see it. <laughs> I'm going back. All right, we're going back to this. Okay.
1: Yeah, of course, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're doing it wrong. True. So check it out. We actually had the draft board up the entire time so you could follow along and watch that and also listen to us at the same time. They were time probably screaming
0: at us to make picks that we weren't making, but
1: yeah, probably. Um, anyway, our quarterbacks are Josh Allen, Jared Goff, and Big Ben. I like that a lot. Some youth as well as a veteran that we can plug and play. Running backs, we got Zeke and Kenyon Drake. Kareem Hunt, we also have Chase Edmonds there as, as the handcuff. And we've got Keyshawn Bond as an upside rookie. Wide receiver, we have our boy, Terry McLaurin. I feel like he's the official... Shirts dynasty. Pretty much we receiver. may have we to go that, with
0: the McLaurin jersey for our next jersey giveaway.
1: I don't know. Oh, dude, I don't care I'm what it takes it for to get myself, it. I would, probably, but. I would <laughs> definitely try to enter to win it. Um, and then we have Marquise Brown and Brandon Ayuk, two young upside players. We also have veterans on the on the roster to kind of balance it out with Jameson Crowder, Marvin Jones, Hunter Renfro, and then tight end. Oh. the tight end one in, in Dynasty, George Kittle, plug and play every single week, and pair him with a young up and coming. Big slot wide receiver tight end, which I love uh, on my roster, and Mike Gesicki, and of course, that is the roster, man. Super flex, three wide receivers, two running backs. I like yeah, it.
0: It is very sexy. Um, I will say, as a note, I feel like I don't. Maybe we need to write some. Maybe we need to write a joint red shirts article about this. But I feel like we are more tight end focused in dynasty than a lot of people. Uh, we want to stock up the tight ends, and we want to go early on our top tight end. And I feel like that's a consistent theme for us, so we may have to look into that. But if you want to follow our strategies, take one early and then fill in your bench with a couple more good ones. If we had kept going, we probably would have drafted like two more
1: rookies. Yes. Real quick, scroll down the list. I Ooh. want to see who didn't get Let's drafted do it. in this one. Uh, Ian Thomas. Oh, Ian Thomas. I like that. He's a young player with Teddy Bridgewater. That could be good. Cole Komet, rookie um, I love. Like that a lot. If you wanted to go veteran, Jack Doyle oh. is in your top 10, I think, for... Jack Doyle. 2020. He is. He's one player, too. I will say that I was, I almost tried to talk you into and then I was like, no, our position scarcity isn't great at wide receiver is Irv Smith. Hmm. I think Long-term he is play. on the cusp of a massive breakout yes. next season. Yes. He could be very good this year, but he looked awesome as a rookie last year. So, yeah, load up on, on a stud tight end and then just get a bunch of young ones because. You don't want to be, you don't want to stream in Dynasty. There's nothing on the waiver wire. You cannot do it. I don't want to start Greg Olson in Dynasty. So nope. You gotta get him, get him early. Yeah.
0: Uh, I wish that Irv Smith was still there, just so we could slap him on the end of our roster just for fun, because you would not have had to try hard to talk me into that. That's a great option with Kittle covering up Kyle Rudolph's uh, closing years. So, all right. Well, with the closing up of Kyle Rudolph's career, we're gonna close up this podcast. Um, Also, in case you didn't notice, Mets, the team that we, the round that we stopped at perfectly fills up this little roster window so you don't have to scroll down. We clearly intended that. Saw that. that. Uh, Not really.
1: Professional as always.
0: (laughs) Well, that is it. That is our Dynasty mock. Uh, Sad to not have John here, but hoped that we held down the fort well enough. Uh, Go check out Ball Blast football, guys. There is a, the site has gotten a fresh new update. Our logo, as you can see above my head, has gotten a fresh new update. I'm not even sure, so Beth, if this logo is fully released right now when they are watching this YouTube video, if they're watching it on day one. I think it should be. But if not, this is the the rollout. But it is gorgeous. It is the ball blast astronaut wearing our red shirt, which is so sweet.
1: <laughs> so cool, man. I love it. Yeah.
0: So check that out. Check out the website. Also,
1: yes, merch Ooh. coming soon. Ooh. Coming very soon.
0: It's going to be nice. Check it out. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ballblast. You get all kinds of cool stuff, including our projections, which we're about to release. So that's sick. Until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.